Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, I know nothing about horse racing. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I know very little. But I do know that the trainer Gordon Elliott is quite famous. And I do know that he was all over the front of the paper today for all the wrong reasons. And... Trainer Gordon Elliott will not be allowed to race horses in Britain while the investigation in Ireland continues. And this is in relation to the image that appeared on social media over the weekend. And I want to ask about horse racing in general. Do you believe it's a cruel sport? And the news, I suppose, is a major announcement. Uh, you know, just a fortnight before Cheltenham, I suppose. Uh, Elliot has apologised profoundly for any offence that was caused after the picture was released of the trainer basically sitting on a dead horse on the gallops. Now, I don't want to get into what people think about the picture, etc., etc. But just to describe it, he's sitting on a horse, uh, making a phone call, kind of, and it looks like somebody caught his attention. And to me in the picture, it just looks, he's sort of saying he has his two fingers pointed up, not like the F signal, the other one, the P signal. But it looks like he might be saying two minutes or somebody's asking him. That's what it seems to me. Anyway, it's not a very good picture for a horse trainer to have up on the internet. Anyway, in a statement, Horse Racing Ireland condemned the disturbing photograph. They said Horse Racing Ireland unreservedly condemns the disturbing photograph that appeared on social media at the weekend. This image does not reflect the care, attention and respect that racehorses receive and does not, or does, a disservice to the say, to the thousands of people who look after their horses on a daily basis. Horse Racing Ireland notes and supports the IHRB investigation into circumstances around this particular photograph. Now, I don't want to talk about the photograph because it's currently under investigation and let them do their investigation work. And when it comes out, you know, when they've investigated it thoroughly and have some sort of conclusion, then we can talk about that. But what I do want to talk about is horse racing, because it has now created a massive debate about horse racing and horse racing causes this debate every single time as to whether, you know, some people believe it's cruel sport, other people believe the horses love it and they're well looked after, etc, etc. But one person said, disgusting sport. What sort of monsters are people who watch creatures die and risk their lives for the leisure and entertainment of others? Another person said, it looks like a lot of horses are dying lately uh, for our entertainment and enjoyment of horse racing. I think we need to rethink this sport as it seems cruel to me. However, not everyone agreed, and some of the racing fans were quick to defend the sport. One person said, This is not cruelty. The horses are well looked after and treated like royalty. Stable staff and trainers love their horses, and when something tragic like this happens, they're all devastated. Tragedies happen all the time around the world. I have been to uh, too many race meetings, and I can assure you, uh, the horses are treated better than some uh, parents treat their children. Now, just to point out, by the way, in just under the last uh, 14 years, over 2,200 horses have died, well, just under 2,200, in the UK alone. Now, that's in 14 years. You could argue that's not a lot in relation to what they do. They're running around a track. But I don't think there's any sport where that many human beings have died in the last 14 years. If there was, I'm pretty sure it would probably be banned. But yet, we think it's okay with horses. Now, when, we, when I say died, they could have broke a limb and ended up having to be put down or put to sleep, or they could have had a heart attack and died on the track. So there's many different ways they can die. But they didn't just die of old age, that's for sure. But I want to know tonight your thoughts on horse racing. Maybe you're a fan and you believe that the horses are well looked after. I want to hear from you. Maybe you're a trainer. Maybe you work with the horses. Are they well looked after? Or maybe you believe it's wrong to force animals to run around for our entertainment, essentially. 
So do you think horse racing is cruel? That's the question I'm asking tonight. And the number is 087-188-0008. Is horse racing cruel? Let me know what you think. That's 087-188-0008. Let me go to John uh, Carmody, who is the founder of Ireland's largest uh, rights group, the Animal Rights Action Network. Good afternoon to you. Good evening to you, John. No, it's good to connect with you. And uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah. Now, so, John, just to clarify, are you back with Aaron again? No, 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 no. I suppose that was um, back in 2016. But, you know, I still do media commentary. So, it's oh, like, right, I mean, okay, the phone law was ringing, stuff like no, that. No, no, it just it still says, I, I, I kind of thought that, but it says Aaron on your Twitter. So, I assumed you were still oh. part of the rights network. Yeah, no, no, I, I suppose, I guess I'll always be referred to now, Liv, um, just going back to those days of, of um, you know, the campaigns and stuff like that. And But, do you know what, when I've seen this picture today, and I, the phone started ringing again with, you know, media outlets wanting to get commentary on, on what was going on and stuff like that as well. And I think, you know, throughout the years of campaigning, we, we, I, I never, I, I can just count in my hand the amount of press interviews I would have done on, on horse racing. So I think I'm happy in a way that we've seen that image uh, going out all over social media when it's landed on the newspapers as well, actually. But it's everywhere, as a matter of fact, so after opening up a huge conversation for sure I mean I clearly look at when you look at the image it's not a nice image to look at now obviously we'll have to wait for the investigation as to what happened to that particular horse uh, mm. why he was sitting there on top of the horse now he did say I think he suggested that it just his phone rang at that particular time and he just happened to oh, sit really? down impromptu yeah. now but again we will have to wait for you know the investigation to complete on that but there's no doubt horses die every single day on the track without it I mean that's and without exception they die every day so, in saying that, there are breeders out there and trainers out there will say, look, that is the nature of the game. Sometimes horses will die, but they are treated better than maybe you and me sometimes, John, by some of these trainers. Well, there is. Now, you see, a lot of these arguments now, Nile, and I'm glad that I can, have, like, I've been doing some press interviews all day, and I've, I've kind of, you know, I, I definitely want to tease out a bit more of this issue because I'm sure a lot of your listeners now are getting ready to attack me and a lot of them probably going and place bets. So all of a sudden I'm going to be public enemy number one now on your show tonight. But I do want to tease out a lot of these issues um, about horse racing and stuff like that as well. Just first of all, in, like not commenting on that investigation or anything else, but that goddamn picture speaks for itself. OK, um, and there, it, it's defense, it's defenseless. And, and I think in many ways, I want to thank him for for doing what he done in a way that it now has got everyone talking about horse racing. Because as I've been saying today, as well, like, you know, up until just now, we the big conversation for many years in this country has been about the use of animals in circuses, uh, aquariums, zoos, zoos uh, yeah. a lot of those industries. Well, greyhound racing only come up in the conversation there about two weeks ago as well. So. Now we're on to horse racing. But and, and I can assure you that that in itself has but John, a But there. John, if I, if I go wherever wild horses are, you know, in the, in the plains of America or wherever it is, you might see wild horses running around freely. That's what they do. They run. They love to run. I mean, they seem to enjoy it. Well, it's not. It's not, as a matter of fact, not because a lot of these horses are bred um, for racing. And I can tell you this. Now, I haven't got the exact figures as to how many um, foals are bred into the... Um, the, the, the industry, which is very closely linked between Britain and Ireland, but the 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 owners of these horses only want X factor material, so it's often been noted in the industry. So basically, a, a thousands of foals who do not make that racing grade, um, it only ends up in a spiral um, downwards of of cruelty and neglect and abandonment. And where do the, I mean, we, we talked about this in Greyhound Racing before. From your experience very, and, and your research, where do those horses that don't make the grade after a couple of years, I don't know what year, how old a horse has to be to run in a race, but where do they go if they don't make the grade? 
Well, I don't have the ins and outs of, of what happens to a lot of those horses in Ireland. Well, you know, hang on a second, John, because I'm not referring to any, I'm just referring to the industry in particular here. So people can make up their own minds and own judgment as to what may happen um, with with any individual country and stuff. But if you go on to animalaid.org.uk, they have a fantastic report um, called The Trouble with Horse Racing, and that brings you through basically a detailed um, investigation. They've looked back now over 15 years into the industry, and they've dug deep. And the findings are absolutely horrific. And anyone with heart for animals would have to question what they're doing when they're going to um, the betting shops and they're placing their bets and they're putting bets in on top of these these big big fairs like Cheltenham and and the Grand National. You know, we're getting well, yeah, and, that, and, and that's the other thing, John. Tracks. Yeah, well, the other thing about it is, as well, as human beings, okay, we're top of the chain. You don't believe? I don't. You know, you don't necessarily. We have it. We, you know, okay, but 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 in saying that, you know, from a financial point of view. You know, like when I spoke to Matty McGrath a while ago about hair coursing, from a financial point of view, it brings huge amounts of money. Say, it, we talk about Cheltenham, for example, in two weeks' time. It brings huge amounts, well, obviously not this year because of COVID. It's mostly going to be done behind closed doors anyway. But it does bring normally huge amounts of money in tourism, into areas. It brings huge amounts of money for the trainers, huge amounts of money for the betting shops, which in turn pay taxes. Uh, so there's huge amounts of money created and generated from horse racing. You see, and, and it's a good point that you're after picking up on, and this is the the problem, and this has been the problem for far too long with all these goddamn industries, and we spoke about SeaWorld over the years on your show, Nile, and now people are finding, finally realising that um, those animals are suffering, and it is wrong to take them from the wild. But the reality with horse racing is, is this as well, is, is that, you know, wherever animals are used, corners will always be cut. So with the thousands and thousands of foals that are brought into this uh, industry every year, um, only a very small amount of them make the grade, and, and we would have seen, and we often see um, when these big grand nationals take place, um, the horses snapping their necks, snapping their legs, um, you know, falling over uh, the the fences. And, but yeah, but they're, and not, they're not always put to sleep. I mean, there was a time going back many years ago when a horse, you know, broke its leg, it was put to sleep. They're not always put to sleep now when they break their legs. I mean, they, they, obviously, we've come on in leaps and bounds. Uh, veterinary skills have got better. And they now, don't get me wrong, I don't think they'd be running again. Um, but they can fix horses. Now, I don't know if it's in their interest I, to do that. but Yeah, I, I don't think so either. It's, it's not a priority in this industry. The only ones that are priority are the ones that can actually run and that can bring, bring in the most money as well. Well, well no, not necessarily. A good horse who's won a lot of races, let's say, for example, breaks a leg, vet comes along, fixes it. That good horse, be it a, if it's a stallion, I mean, they can breed off it, I'm assuming. Well, they can breed, and that's another problem as well, because, I mean, like, how many, how many um, you know, female horses will, will that horse impregnate and... and yeah, and, and there's massive, and by the way, there's massive money in that to exports abroad as well. I mean, well, Ireland well, particularly, I mean, we export horses all across, uh, you know, the United Arab Emirates. Oh, we yeah, yeah. export horses all across the world, to America, to Australia, to everywhere. You're right, actually, and are you trying to like not not so much yourself, mind when I say when are you trying to tell me? But I mean, when when we're exporting these horses, I mean there has to be um, cars cut, and there has to be suffering involved. I don't care what anyone says, and I suppose there is enough investigations out there that will look into this whole industry. When you opened up as one night on your show and you were talking about this industry, you were absolutely right in in, in saying that there is a lot of debts in this industry. As a matter of fact, um, I, I think that it's it's noted that if if it was any other sport, inverted commas, um, it would be banned outright because of the amount of debts 
uh, that are taking place in this industry every year. And you can be sure of it that it will be documented. There's literally a catalogue of cruelty every goddamn year with all these entry, the Grand National, all those um, high-profile uh, races have um, high-profile uh, casualties, uh, deaths, literally every year and I think we will have it again so that's why when we're seeing this image that has went out all over social media and I don't think that he probably expected that and the, the, the excuse was hideous at best um, but that's not going to wear with a lot of people that are going to place some bets anyway as a matter of fact it's just not going to work I think what this is after doing here is, is after opening up a huge conversation um, in so many ways and can I say this as well because I have a lot that I can say on this one as a matter of fact you know we Ireland has genuinely turned a corner when it comes to many progressive issues, uh, gay rights, women's rights, human rights, all that other stuff. And we've had, we've, we're getting rid of uh, circuses and fur farms, and we're bringing in uh, legislation to, to ban, you know, lethal killing of badgers. I think greyhound racing industry is next. I think there's literally a shelf life on that industry. I think we're facing the next big ban, and anyone who's listening can quote me on this one, that that's the next big issue that's going to go in this country. And I think in time to come, it's going to be horse racing too. It's a bit of a while away, so anyone involved in that industry can, can, can breathe a sigh of relief just for now. But I definitely think that is on the... Um, it's, 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 it's facing us as well in, 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 in time to come. OK, well, do me a favour. Stay there for a second if you can, John. Speak to John Carmody, the founder of Ireland's largest animal rights group. We're talking about horse racing. John, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, John? Afternoon. Good well, well, there you go. I, I, I see a couple of holes in John's argument, but generally speaking, you know, because I, I do believe that we are quite cruel to animals, John, generally speaking, and I'm not a fan of horse racing. I don't see any problem with the argument. I think, have we moved on and evolved as a society now that we we accept that, you know, horse racing, greyhound racing, uh, animals in circuses, animals in zoos, that this is not the way that we should be treating animals? Well, there's a big difference between uh, circuses, like, I mean, and animal cage for years there. When I was growing up, and you've seen it as well, it was absolutely horrific. But, I mean, horses, like, I mean, are well looked after. I mean, they're... They times the some some of them are well looked after, yeah. Yeah, they are. Well, we know there's certain people. They're not all well looked after, in fairness. No, but we, we, yeah, but we are no like I mean, who puts the horses out inside the road and rides them to death? And but of course you can't mention them because they have special status. Um, the whole thing about it is that um, look, horses are born to to to, to race. Uh, the the whole concept of a, of a race horses, he wouldn't exist unless there was horse racing. So he's bred to race. A, a racing greyhound is bred to race. They wouldn't exist unless greyhound racing existed. No. Or horses. I, I, I don't agree, and I'll tell you why. The reason why greyhounds and horses are being, uh, are being bred to race and to run is because it started at a time when we knew no difference. We weren't progressive. We didn't understand animals as being sentient beings. John, 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 John well, well, hang, well, hang on, John, with respect, with, with respect, like with John, but John, John, with him. to be free of pain and suffering. Okay, I, I agree with you, John. No, I, I don't agree with pain and suffering of animals, but you have, to, you, you have to admit that horses have been ridden by human beings since time began. Before we had transport, people used horses to get around. We did, but the reality there and I is we didn't have cars, and, and we knew better, and you know what? Back then, I probably would have done well, it I mean, myself. No, to be quite frank no. with you. Yeah, no. yeah, sorry, John. I mean, is it cool? So we say that uh, uh, you take a small puppy and you train it up for about oh, two years, right? And it becomes a guide dog and it has a miserable life, then because it never leaves that person's side. I mean, is that cool to a dog? I mean, is that a terrible life for a dog to be a guide dog? Are, a do- are those dogs that work for or children with autism like? I mean, that they're 
this is their life now. They're, they're just stuck with the one person all the time. And, and their radius, like, I mean, that they can basically go nowhere only just with the one person all the time. No, look, you see, there's, there's a lot of people employed by both the Greyhound and especially the horse industry, right? It brings huge money into this country, right? I mean, the horses are known all over the world. The amount of money that's, that's spent on Shelton Malone goes into millions, right? And the whole thing about it is that, look, I a country background, right? And there's people, like, if I wanted a, a grown a house, if I wanted a lot on the morning, I'd rather be mentioning myself in the country, right? And if the, the hunt were riding over that, for, for decades or centuries or whatever, right? And if they said to me, the farmer owner allowed us to hunt over the land, will you uh, allow us? And I'd say, of course, because you've been doing this for youngs, like, I mean, and this is country pursuits, and this is what happens, right? But I mean, like, this, this individual made a mistake that, that kicked all this off today, we know that. It's not a, a, a hanging offence, right? There's people who say no, that he shouldn't even be alone raced in Cheltenham this year, right? I mean, this is the mob again, of course, hunting. A man made it. Well, 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 it says he won't. It says here, on the, I'm looking at the news, the news story here, trainer Gordon Ellis will not be allowed racehorses in Britain while the investigation in Ireland continues to... Yeah, I mean, this guy built himself up from nothing. Like, he didn't get a... Yeah, but yeah, but I, I'm not, I, I can't go into too much of the photograph. As I said, it's under investigation, you know, and we don't know the circumstances yeah. around whether the, the horse died, obviously, of a heart attack, maybe, or something like that. And he took, I mean, a, took a phone I'll call I'll and sat down. But, but, but John... It, it's it's not an appropriate image. We know that. I know. It does show. No matter no matter whether no matter what the investigation shows, it does show an insensitivity oh. towards the life. You, you wouldn't sit on a human being if they were dead, yeah. would you? Well, I hope not. No. Do you remember well, well, the time yeah. the prime time special about the greyhounds and that yes. kicked off a big yeah. controversy, right? And there's a greyhound track in Bishopstone, Corraheen here on Cork, and shortly after that, there was a protest outside there about a hundred people, maybe whatever. And some of the characters out there, like I mean, were all worried about greyhounds. And yet they were belong to left-wing parties and some and not, not belong to the party, but there was a mix of both, right? And those people, like I mean, promoted abortion. They were more worried about greyhounds than children. Look, you know, and I think I was, you know, sorry now, John, is this? Cause it I, is, John, yeah. Two Johns here now tonight. That no, I know, yeah, go on. Go, back and go forth, on, yeah. John, go but on. I, I was waiting for that word to be brought up now here, but you know what, now on that, John, and I'm not going to sidetrack on, on this particular issue, because I came on here because I wanted to really dig into this one, and now I, I knew I could do it on your show, to be quite honest with you. 11 years, by the way, I'm speaking with on your show, just thanks, to let you know, this thanks, year. Thanks, appreciate it, John. That is the truth. <laughs> at least, at no. least once or twice a year, but go on. Hang on, hang on, let him finish. Like, I, I don't want to be going off talking about that issue. That that has been dealt with, and the Irish people have spoken on that. Right? Ah, look, please, JOD, please, let's not go down the conversation about abortion tonight. No, look, no, there's no, there's no, po- there's no point. Either. I mean, you I can't. You... Talk about, no, please, look, look, look. I just ended on this, so, right? As a girl, this individual, like, I mean, I vote for the same sex marriage, right? So people can get married, like, of the same sex, right? And then you, you have an individual on the, on the phone out here. And he openly promoted abortion, right? I know he's on about the rights of animals, right? I mean, you're a total hypocrite, right? Well, call me whatever you want to call me. That's absolutely fine. I'm whatever you want me to be. Let's just get back to that picture for a moment, okay? The, the other thing that I've been saying today on the press line is, is that that image of Elias um, uh, sitting on top of that helpless dead horse 
um, reminds me of the images we would have seen of fast, rich Americans um, gunning down the likes of ah, elephants yeah, and, yeah, but, and yeah, but John, you don't know the circumstances around the photograph. It's not the same thing. He didn't hunt down the horse. It's, well, not, no, it's, not, it's not the same thing. Now, don't get the me wrong. Reality- I would agree with you, John. It's insensitive. You wouldn't sit on a human being if they were dead or died of a heart attack, whatever. Um, and, no. you know, from what I believe and from what he said, it seems that the phone rang just after it happened and he was just standing there and he sat down, maybe wasn't thinking for a second. Someone took a photograph and he said, I'll be with you in two minutes, whatever. That's what it kind of looks like that he's prompting to the I think the image So I, I, I think it, look, whoever took the photograph, it was bad timing. That's for sure. Yeah, it was, I, I would be told. It was ill-judged, right? But it was ill-judged. Cru- of course it was ill-judged. I'm ill-judged. not going to crucify him, I know, and, put, and we'll say he loses his business, and all the people he's implied who are all paying mortgages and bringing up children, that they all lose their jobs as well, for one miserable mistake. Well, let me get in there now about this one with jobs and stuff like that, because I was asked a lot about that today, as a matter of fact, and I've never been one, as a matter of fact, to want to see anyone out of a job. Um, especially not in this day and age, and I wouldn't want to wish harm or wrong on, or bad on anyone, as a matter of fact, and I'm not coming across here as being any angel, as a matter of fact. But I think that we, as a society, have, as a matter of fact, actually, we have reached a point in society today where the shift towards considering animals as other beings and as sentient creatures has is now happening faster than ever before. So I can see why these industries are definitely getting and, and, and John, I and John, you well, hang on, John. You know I've agreed with a lot of the stuff that you've said over the years in relation to sure. SeaWorld, in relation to circuses, in relation to zoos. I've agreed with a lot of it. But I think you have to get to a point and there's a line, John. And I don't know where that line for you is. I struggle to see where that line. I mean, what next? Do we do we ban all exterminators who go to people's houses to kill mice and rats? Because well, because we think that they're sentient I mean, beings of no, some description. Right. I, I, and well they are sentient beings essentially. Well so well, hang hang on, Jerry D, hang on. So John, where where is the line? You know what I mean? I mean, how far do you take this? I, I think as a society now that like there the, the line is when there is no more suffering, there is no more yeah. exploitation, yeah. and there is no more cruelty. Okay, John, well that's but, that's open to that's open to whoever we you know determine what suffering actually is. I mean, you could argue, as some people from PETA have argued, that keeping a domestic pet like a dog is essentially, and I did hear one of them argue that's kidnapping a dog, give them their liberty <laughs> for God's sake. So I mean, I don't know where the line is. Sending a, a exterminator out to a house to rid the house of rats or mice, and we put down traps or whatever it happens to be you know i mean where where do you stop where's the line i'm I'm wondering where the line is and where we stop saying okay we've done enough that's grand you know like um at the minute i'm trying to wean myself off of eating chips now i like to have an addiction to eating chips and that is the god Jesus, John, you're a vegan there'd be nothing left for you to eat but, wait, but what i'm trying to say here is is that that is a problem for me now at the moment because every day of the bloody week i'm i'm, I'm getting this constant urge to eat Chips, 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 chips. chips. Yeah, but you're, chips, you're not right? being cruel to the chips. Don't worry about it, Joe. No, they don't I mind. What I'm trying to say is, the tasers are okay. Analogy. They're not living creatures. What I'm trying to say is, is probably a bad energy. Um, is that, like, as a society, we have built our lives and our thoughts around profiting and using and exploiting animals for bloody centuries. So, and it's only now that we're starting to reconsider all that and to try to understand animals that no, bit more. Um, and as a result, yeah, we have to, unfortunately, um, I think as for, for some people would use that word, to change our behaviours. And that means oh, no longer them, going right. to the bookies placing okay. your bets. Okay, sorry, Jay, you want to say something from there? Go on. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm totally, I would be at one with Jan as a girl, these, these guys going out hunting big game and safaris and everything. When I see stuff like that, it's horrendous to see beautiful creatures there in the wild being gunned down for some asshole of a millionaire. 
lite stand for a photograph there and kill a beautiful tiger or an elephant, whatever. That really pisses me off. Like. But I mean, getting back to the horse racing, which kicked this whole thing off, because like, I said again, like, and we have to keep repeating this, like, I mean, that the, the horses wouldn't exist only for horse racing. They're you know, you know what, John? John, is it? Sorry, my apologies. Yeah, now, yeah? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, and you, I, I'm not here to judge you. And right up until that moment, you just you came out with a beautiful line that that. And I thank you for 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 having your views on on trophy hunting and and the killing that's going on. At this moment is where I like to get people, and I don't have all the answers for the record, but I'd like just to keep our little chat tonight in the back of your mind about horse racing and that maybe over time and time to come that you'll see it the next time you're probably watching Sky News and you're seeing these poor animals being whipped and whipped and whipped or the next one that probably snaps its leg um, while, it's, while it's live in front of, I don't know, tens of thousands of people in, in uh, the Grand National when those, t- you know, competitions do come back again and maybe think for a minute that maybe it's time up on all, on this way of... Okay, okay well, well, hang on, hang on both here a second. Somebody says, ah, stop, I love chips. Mind you, it's been a month since I had a chip. Supermax lunchbox. Uh, I'm good for another few months for a lunchbox. Another person says, talking about flogging a dead horse. I doubt the dead horse gives a shit about his trainer sitting on his dead uh, corpse lamenting while the horse's soul is looking down. Uh, man, some folk are OTT sensitive. The easily offended, sensitive lefts trying to market spin and spin their moral guilt on us all. All right, and he, then he has the word crickets at the end, but I'm assuming that I'm supposed to get the sound effects of a cricket. Uh, Dermot, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Dermot? Good evening, guys. Very easy to make make a joke about this uh, this thing. It really is. I'm I'm not uh, I'm not as far as the um, you're having a, a conversation on the um, on the horse racing issue. Like the, the bottom line, the the old, the old uh, um, analogy: a picture take, paints a thousand more is right. See that, that Elliot guy, I, I know you can't really go... No, I don't want to go too deep into the picture. We know what the picture well, is. We've bottom, seen the picture. Bottom line, is, bottom, line is, bottom line is, that animal was... It, that animal and animals like him, them creatures, beautiful creatures, have given him a privileged life. And that photograph proves 100% that if that animal is alive, he gets treated well. Yeah, but he's hardly sitting there with a glass of champagne and a bowler hat on him, is he? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. He, he's not milking it. He, 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 I think he, it's an impromptu he, picture that was yeah, just badly timed. And, and, and I'll say on this now, like, if he was sitting on a COVID patient that just died, I'd say something like, but the mm. horses did anyway. Jesus Christ almighty, John. Like, no, I, I, well, I think the point, the point, well, hang on, Jeremy, the point John is making is the point I made earlier on. You know, and I, and I did say that to John, if he was sitting on a human being or if somebody, was sit, if somebody took a picture of somebody sitting on a human being, yes, it's, I, I do believe it's certainly different. But, I mean, for a lot of people, an animal is equally as important in this world. Well, sorry, let Jeremy continue. That horse is equally, it's, it's a beautiful, as, as, I'll go with, it, with, with the, the other John, like, don't need a second name. The, the, John Carmody. The, the yeah. I agree with John. That animal has, has, has every right to survive in this world without human beings trashing it around a, a, a race course and literally as proven, running it to death. It had a heart attack. That horse could have lived for racing. They're bred for racing. What? They're bred for racing. Don't you understand they're that? Bred, they're, what do you mean they're bred for racing? And who they wouldn't, they wouldn't exist human otherwise. So, that horse, that guy, you know, that, that misfortunate picture, you know, that was taken, right, they kicked on the off, right? He was bred as a racehorse. He wouldn't exist, and he, the, the, the person that's sitting on him wouldn't be sitting on any horse unless horse racing existed. 
sitting on a live horse, sitting on a live horse, and sitting on a dead carcass are two different but things. Jesus you Christ, know, these days, what can you do? He can't, he can't do Lazarus. He can't give him the kiss of life and bring him back. John, 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 it's, it, look, John, there was a fence behind it. There was, there was ground around the whole lot. This guy yeah, but uh, no, I, 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 hang on. I don't want to preempt the conclusion of the investigation, but I, I think from the, from the picture it was obvious. He didn't go out of his way to do it. I don't think he said, hold on, lads, get me a picture of me here sitting on the dead horse. I don't think that was the case. I think from what it was explained was the horse had died. He was standing over the horse at the time after trying to resuscitate it or do whatever they do to horses when they're in that situation. And the phone rang. And he just sat down. The horse is already Gordon dead. Elliot, okay. Elliot has no more interest in live animals, and he's coming on with this. Well, of course he has. He's a trainer. No. Yeah, yeah, he's making. Well, no, I'm not denying he's making a lot of money out of it. Okay, but what yeah. I'm what I'm saying is to suggest that he doesn't have any interest. I, I think absolutely he does have an interest in the horses. The last thing he wants to see is a horse die. Nobody wants to see well, that happen. I listened. I listened. I listened to two eminent guys on uh, professional guys. You know what they're talking about on off the ball there a news talk mm-hmm. earlier on, and both of them are sickened by this, and they do reckon that this guy could this could be the start of the death knell, the end of horse racing. They reckon that, but within like the only reason for not, racing, a, not a hope in hell. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish for a second. Not a money in horse racing. Oh, a lot of money in horse racing now. This this team could could, could run its course. Well, it certainly has has raised a debate. Oh, There's no right. point. So, There's so no. We'll close yeah. down the whole horse industry. So what it means to this country, exporting horses, all the money it brings in, all the betting shops, all the lads going to put on a flutter and win a few bobbles. And we'll put all those people out walking the betting shops and all the guys that walk in the stables and all the people that ride the horses and all the jockeys. We'll put them all on the fucking door. Because John, Gordon Elliott sat John, on a dead John, horse. For fuck's sake, copy yourself on me. John, podcast. Podcast the off the ball. I listen to the two guys. These guys are good. This is their job. That's what they do. They're, they're either analysts. I listen again. I'm not going to be an apologist for listening to Joe Duffy today. And he had. He was on about it. And he had crazy things. Yeah, you listen to a lot of radio, Dermot. I never go on saying. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. No, no. We'll, we'll bypass it, Joe on this occasion. This like you know. Uh, what's her name was on today, Tracy Pickett, and she has spent her life in it, and she was sickened by what he did. So there were professional people... That but but hang on, nobody, Dermot, nobody is doubting for a minute, and I don't think even John himself said it was a very unfortunate picture. Nobody is doubting for a minute what happened, the photograph, no matter what the investigation concludes, uh, I'm, Gordon Elliott has already apologised, it's insensitive, it was wrong, he knows that, but should that be the death of a whole industry because somebody no, did something not. insensitive? It should not. No, now, no, should I'm, not. I'm, no, I'm not saying it is, but I'm, I'm listening to professionals who are in that game all their lives. Well, hang on, hang on, John, you want to say something, Carmen? I, I think I would have gone with this in Ireland. John down in Deering Cork is getting his knickers in a twist, almost thinking this is, this is harsh like on where all of a sudden, the, you know, Ireland is going to close up and the whole industry is coming, going to come crashing down around us. I think who's going to have the answer to this is the consumer on the street, the person that placed the bets. I Thank think you, as John. time goes on, we'll Darwin. become that's more what, aware of how they feelings. No, I don't think what I've been saying about circus is the first Hang on, no, 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 lads, three at a time. I can't hear what every talking. Let John finish what he wants to say, and I'll let yourself, J.O.D. and Dermot, respond to it. Sorry, John, go ahead. No, no, I suppose what I'm really trying to say is is that this industry will end up winding down over time, and mark my words on this, that it is going to happen. It won't be because the industry will want to wind down. It will be because people will end up, 
you know, they will choose to go elsewhere every time that, you know, they're pushed by advertising to win and place the best. They will remember these images. They will see the undercover investigation. They will learn more about this industry and what happens to the huge amount of um, horses that don't make the racetrack and don't make the grid. Um, and they'll make their own decisions and they'll go elsewhere as a result. Nice. Yep. Yes, sorry, go, go ahead, J.D. If you, if you think for one minute, like, I mean, that the only punter that goes into the betting office are not going to give any free publicity in them tonight, like, but we know who they are, the betting chains, that put huge money into their places now, and they're, like, home from home now at this stage, right? Now, I don't bet, but, I mean, if you think for one minute that that punter, some of them who are my friends, that they're going in, and when they're placing their best, that they're going to have a twig of conscience that, no, I won't place the best. I'm thinking that I just got a vision of the dead horse. That's not going to happen. Well, Sorry, Dermot. Well, hang on. Dermot, go ahead. Well, look, like I say, I'm, 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 I have no um, professional. I have no insight into this. But and neither do I. To, no, but listening to the two guys tonight. I, I, I caught the last five minutes of it. Is that I'm, like I'm, I'm off the ball. Yes. I'm superb. And these guys were, were, were going at it tonight. And one of them basically said that this could be the death knell of it, that within a decade or two decades, possibly, maybe even 30 years. Well, I, I, well, I think I think that's the point that John Carmody is making to John O'Dea. Yeah. That, look, it's not going to be a case of tomorrow they're going to cancel Cheltenham and no, the Galway no, races. This, no. like circuses, like zoos, like everything else, like they talked about a while ago, uh, closing down zoos, the Labour Party in the United Kingdom suggested, but it could take 50 years because they have yeah. to allow all the animals to die. The same with horse racing. If it was a case that we believed it ethically wasn't right anymore... And I think John Garmady would accept this. It's not going to stop tomorrow. You know, it could be 10 or 15 years, but at least at the point he's making is at least the people on the streets, those people who care, I suppose, are, are taking up a, a position on it. Whereas we never took a position on it before. I suppose this has done, and, and Gordon Elliott, I'm sure, would be the first to admit, it's done a huge amount of damage to the industry. I don't believe that. Ah, John, you're being now, John, with the greatest respect, you know, with social media nowadays and the way people go on and this mob mentality on social media, you'd be a fool to think that this hasn't damaged the industry. But you're a lot of those people on social media never went into a betting shop. Oh, in I'm, I'm, I'm well aware that the majority of them are gobshites. But what I'm exactly. saying to you is, you'd be a fool to think that it doesn't have an effect because it does well, have an effect. Well, I guarantee you, in 50 years' time, my horses will still be racing. They've been racing since the days of Arabia and go to Mongolia and all these places. They've been doing it for centuries, thousands of years. Lawrence of Arabia, wasn't that his name? Yep. <laughs> well, the other, the, there's, another, there's another side to this argument. Sorry, can I get in there? There's yes, go ahead, Eric. And this argument is, okay, we're talking about this. But this is not necessarily a patch on when, when I'm driving around every day and I see the cruelty that, goes, that, that horses go through. One pulling eight or nine people around on a carriage. Now, you might say, well, that's, you know, the, the horse gets booked out. But that's grand. When you go to the mainland Europe, you um, to Poland or to France or these places, you go to these tourist resorts, you see carriages, you know, the, the way they're all dicked out and they bring people around and the one is, is sitting there with the bowler hat on and all this carry on. But they've two big, fine, really big, fine stallions pulling this carriage. But over here in Ireland, you have this silly, age-ridden-looking horse and he's pulling around and you can see that he's not properly fed. And, I you know, on Stephen's brain, I was just going to Stephen's brain and look at it. They're single, they're one single horse pulling a carriage with five or six or seven or eight people on it, and the horse looks like he could do with a good paint, and it, it breaks my heart. And then, obviously, the, the the obvious one is our friends in mainly in the itinerant community 
who go up and down the road. You mean members of the travelling? You mean members of the travelling community? Thanks for correcting yourself there. Yeah. I've seen I have seen people in the settled community who are scumbags in housing estates, uh, you know, tying horses onto the railings. So it's not just members of the travelling community. Okay, all right, okay. If you want to be pedantic about it, I don't I don't give a shit where they're from. But human beings. Yeah, anybody who's cruel to an animal is wrong. And, and by the way, we have, talk, we have talked about this before. There is no reason uh, there, it should be completely illegal to own a horse if you live in a housing estate and you're tying the horse to the local green or your railings in your front garden or your back I agree, garden. I agree. I agree. Yeah, and I, think, I think we'd all agree with that, by the way. I don't think oh, anyone... you're fucking angry over that, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, let me just stay there a second. Let me just go to, if I can, let me see. June, June, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, June? Hi, hi. How are you? Uh, June, um, June, now I've never seen wild horses, but you have, I'm sure, for where you come from. Seen what kind of horses? wild horses? Wild horses, one of the wild. No, I, I was too far, far east. For oh, that. okay. Where, where are they, by the way? Where are the majority of the wild horses? Oh, where? they're they're in the west, and they have refuges and things now. They don't. They don't run wild them. anymore, no. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, but they have to keep, be kind of managed and looked after. Yeah, it's beautiful to see. By the way, I have seen it on yeah, TV and it stuff. Yeah, beautiful. But there certainly are large areas. There, there isn't that thing that happened back in the. 60s of yeah. them uh, catching them in the most horrible way and packing them into great big lorries for the slaughterhouse. Mm. That's right. not, that's over. That right. Is. And by the way, Dermot, I agree yeah, with him about, yeah, I, I really agree about um, some activities with horses that are outside the remit of, yeah, Professional racing associations. I've seen okay. what you you're talking about, and I 100 percent agree. Yeah, it's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, this is the sulky racing and yeah. and all yeah, that sort of yeah, all that, you know, trotting around disgusting. housing estates like McLeod. Okay, yeah. yeah. So so getting back to horse racing itself, professional horse racing, June. Yes, I I worked for probably 25 to 30 years in that industry. Okay. In America and before I came here. And when I came here, it was almost all with National Hunt horses, you know, the steeplechasers. And yeah, that. yeah. You know, because there's two different, there's one for flat racing and there's... Yeah. But they all come under the remit of the turf club. And from your experience in the industry, were the animals treated well? Sometimes not. Mm-hmm. But I would have seen more of... That in the United States than I saw here, except during the economic crash, when people abandoned horses out in the middle of places where they couldn't survive. And I know and there are other countries in the world that have a lot more horse racing than we have, including Australia and America, where yeah. it's more of an industry as such. Now, don't get me wrong, it is a passion and an industry here. Well, it's an industry here. Too. Yeah, oh no, no, it is too. Uh, but I do believe there's more of a passion here than there would be in those other countries. There is. People, are, people he, Irish people and, to an extent, British people are, are far more connected to racing because your past is more... Um, Mm-hmm. There's been this um, connection between farming and hunting and racing. Can I say one thing there? Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah go ahead, David. Yeah, look, it's quite, in my eyes, it's quite simple. If a creature is going to make money for you, as in the case of Gordon Elliott or um, what's his name from Ryanair, uh, all these guys, 
Yep. If it's going to make, if an animal is going to make you money, you're going to look after it because it's a it's a, a cache of gold. And once the animal is gone or the animal is no more of any use, well then it's not going to get treated. Don't tell me that it's going to get treated. Oh, that's by, that, you're wrong in some cases, particularly with national horses that have very long careers usually. In I mean, John, well, well, let me ask just John that question, John, John Carmody. Sorry, John, do you believe sure. there's any sport involving animals at all that's acceptable, or do you believe that all sports involving animals, because it's non-consensual, so to speak, and the animal doesn't consent to it, uh, do you believe they're, they're all wrong? Yeah, I think it's a good question, Nyland. Um, I think that we've had our time with exploiting and profiting enough of animals, and we've done it for bloody centuries. When we knew what, what about, what about things like didn't... what about things like guide dogs and drug dogs and yeah. um, you know other things like that? What about those kind of animals that are used in that respect? Are they? Yeah. You know, what can I say to you right now about that line? That won't stop your, your phones, the four of them, ringing off the hook with people wanting to go at me if I say Or even Ireland's classic kids for that uh, matter, yeah. Can, Sorry, can but, I say, but what? Can I okay. Yeah, well, well, no, hang on, let me just uh, let, let John finish that question. I, John, I think that's, okay, so let, let's go to, to guide dogs, who basically their purpose in life is to assist somebody, obviously, who's visually impaired, and, and to assist them quite well, and they're trained to do it. Some dogs don't make the cut, don't make the grade, but that is their life. Yeah, that's the dog's life. So, what, I mean, yeah. that dog won't experience the same thing as other dogs experience. So, essentially, we are using them to the benefit of mankind. So, what do you say but about those, those dogs? dogs are retired and have good lives afterwards. Well, okay, but yeah, that depends on yeah, how long I, I suppose, you know what, I, I, I've never touched on that topic, but my, my thoughts would be on uh, uh, of this, is that I hope that we can reach a point in time to come where we don't have to I would um, agree with you. rely on animals But at anymore. the moment we haven't reached that point, and I would agree with, with you, John, the, that with technology, with, maybe that's getting better, but hang on, hang on, yeah. June, hang on. I, I think but John, let me get, I, want, I want to know your opinion now. If we're saying it's wrong to use animals, which is what you're suggesting in relation to horse racing, zoos, and all those kind of things for the entertainment, or the benefit of mankind in any shape or form. Where do you stand when it comes to, to guide dogs? Well, I haven't, I haven't touched on that topic, I don't think, ever. My, my focus now is to try to get the bigger issues, the more, the more issues where we can, we were, we've been able to get the cameras in behind the scenes and pull across the curtains and show the cruelty and the exploitation that people just didn't think um, was happening in these You're not the answering, the, you're kind of dodging the question there. Well, I, I, okay, I won't dodge it then. My, my, the only thing I can say to you on it's that is... It's either yes or no. Is, do you agree with it? It's not as simple as yes and no. I suppose, yes, I don't want animals to be used, but equally I don't want to be coming across cold by saying take that guide dog away from that that poor man or that poor woman that's trying to do their bit of shopping in the supermarket or they want to cross over the street. How could I deny someone that? Okay. You know? But my goal okay, is... Okay, so you believe, you believe in certain circumstances on compassionate you know, grounds, maybe? Well, well my, my goal would be, like, I'm hoping that in the future that we won't have to rely on that. Okay, yes. Yeah, sorry, sorry, what are you trying to say, Dermot? It's quite simple. I'd answer it in one for John. A guide dog is a necessity for for a blind person. And in that situation, I would have no issue that, that nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. ten out of ten, a guide dog will not. You know, I, I, would, ag- I would agree, but I, I just wanted to know where yeah. John stood on it in no, relation. No, no, because I go back to what I said to him at the start of the show, like, where's the line? You know, there's a line but somewhere. Entertaining, like horse racing is entertainment. Uh, greyhound racing is entertainment. Anything to, anything to entertain human beings. And have a flutter on them, and in the case of, as I say, of Elliot and others, make them millionaires. Okay, well, sorry, Jude, just Jude, but before I go to Paul, um, as my yeah. final caller on this, in relation it's, to horse I, racing, I, do you I, believe do you believe horse racing will eventually come to an end? Not, not, no. No. Yeah, because it's why it's an industry, but also I'd like to add that horses won't perform perform well 
if they're mistreated. Well, those are. I don't. Know, I don't. Well, hang on. I, I com- I June, I completely dis. I completely disagree with you because circus animals performed well and they were all mistreated. You're talking more about. Yes, I don't look. Can we? Can I stick to racing? No, no. I'm just giving you. You're, I'm giving you an analogy. You said they won't perform well. I do believe they will perform well. But I have been behind the scenes in circuses that had elephants, mm. and while I don't agree with them performing at all. Horses are a different kettle of fish, and they, they, the elephants were still very well cared for. You've, you've had quite an adventurous life. You've worked with horses and in circuses. <laughs> I didn't work in circuses. I did paintings of oh, oh, behind okay, the scenes. All right, uh, we'll, we'll sit with we'll three different circuses. So stay there, June, just for a second. I have no objection to horses being in circus performances because horses have been bred for centuries, for ever since man uh, got on the first horse. They, I mean, they shape their legs. <laughs> I, 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 often, I often wonder, by the way, with Stone Age Man, who is the first man to go, hmm. That looks like a nice back to jump on. <laughs> Let's see, can we steer it? Uh, let yeah. me go. To, let me go to Paul. Paul, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Paul? Hello, Niall. How are you? Good. I just, I just like to make one quick point, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. And that is that I've been to nearly every racetrack in Ireland and quite a few in England. I've been following racing since I was a could walk, and I have seen horses hundreds maybe thousands of times get rid of their jockey but they will still race yeah they well the they tend to follow the other horses don't they well no, you, some, right. some sometimes you sometimes see a, a horse without the jockey going way out in front mm-hmm. yeah. you know so so i mean they may well be bred to race but it's also i think in their nature to race yeah or to run that's what I wanted to say. Mm. So, Paul, when you saw this picture today, did you see the picture of Gordon Elliott? I, I have to say I was appalled by it. Disappointed. Same, yeah. same here. Well, it, it, showed, it showed huge disrespect for his own trade. Mm. Yes. That's what I thought, you know. I mean, he's a horse trainer, a horse breeder, and to sit on a dead horse shows a total lack of respect for his own business. Can I add one thing to that? Yes, hi, June. Go ahead. Um, In all the years that I was around racing and worked in the industry, I have to say the photograph is disgusting. And what I really can't understand is he is a very well-respected trainer, and he is known for treating his horses well and getting them, you know, racing fit and... I just don't understand because in all my years I have never seen. Well, there is an investigation, and the circumstances of the picture, I'm sure, will be revealed. But, the, yeah, I, but I think for most people, I mean, there's no circumstances really that could justify sitting on a dead animal. For me, and I saw a lot of things. Yeah. I never saw anybody ever sitting sit on, on a dead horse. horse. No. Never. I mean, just just to take another analogy, if you were walking past a field, farmer's field, and you saw a farmer sitting on a dead sheep. What would your response to it be? Disgusting. Yeah. yeah. It would be, yeah. We would all think the same thing. It's disgusting. But you know something? Yeah, but, but okay. Wait, but, 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 but hang on. Hang on a second. I want to just go back. Sorry, John Carmody, you still there? 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you, you've listened to Paul, and he's saying, you know, this is the exception, not the rule. In other words, you know, this is not the way people normally behave. He's equally disgusted with Trainer Gordon Elliott's behaviour in this particular insensitivity. It's all yeah, and ever, anybody is, but that doesn't, as far as they're concerned, change the fact that horses want to run, John, and they want to race. No, well, we have those same word about arguments um, about elephants being chained um, in the no, circus. There's no, hang on, hang on. John, nobody ever argued that an elephant... Cages. Yeah, no, nobody ever argued that an elephant wants to stand on a four-foot drum. Nobody ever argued that. Many, many times we've heard that, so the same worn-out arguments. The reality is that we probably won't see another image like that anytime soon in, in that industry. The only thing I can say to us is that every time undercover investigators get in behind the scenes of, the, of, of that industry or any of those industries that, that profit off the backs of animals, it reveals rampant cruelty. It reveals, it reveals constant I corners I cut. So with it's, that with horse racing. Well, well, well I, I, worked, I, I worked I in a stable. Hang on, sorry, sorry, just one at a time. Sorry, June, I let you make your point in a second. Sorry, sorry, Paul. Go ahead, Paul. Okay. Sorry, I, I worked in a sta- small stable down in County Wexford for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, in fact, I was more interested in the trainer's daughter than in anything else. But that was <laughs> As <right> you do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. You were okay. obviously more interested in the other filly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, but I was astonished at how well the horses were treated. Because I'd heard all these horror stories. I mean, he, this small trainer, I won't give you his name, um, he's still in operation. Well, his son runs it now. Okay, you don't have but, to go too much detail, but go on. But, but um, he used to have a, a, a separate stables at the back of his house for retired horses. Or horses yeah. that couldn't race anymore. Yes, and he probably, and know, and he probably I, I, bred some of them as well. Bred off them. Yeah, oh, he yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, and I know, I know, uh, one of the biggest horse owners in Ireland has a stable down in Limerick for retired horses, and he doesn't well, breed off them. If I mean, they he, can. he owned a horse. Co- he owned a horse called Istabrak, who mm. won three champion yeah. hurdles, and that horse was stabled in this retiree stable for about 12 years after he retired. Yeah. That all sounds beautiful. It sounds... It does sound so nice, John. It's a retirement home it's for horses. Pretty Can much. I? And I'm just well, waiting for the, the lovely classical music to cue in at that stage. Oh, and, I didn't have and, it and I would imagine Sorry. that's an exception to the rule. But the reality is, is that it's a catalogue of well, cruelty you're only, every you're only, single you're only, year. You're only imagining that it's an exception well, to the rules. Well, I, I, well, I imagine John is right in the respect of people who have or have, can put them somewhere to retire are only those who have the money and been very successful out of it. Sorry, June. But some, yeah, some, some Hang horses, on, John. particularly National Hunt horses, uh, are sold on for, if they have the right temperament, for hunting mm-hmm. and for you know like somebody who wants who wants them you know well, until they run into the ground is it sorry until they run into the ground so what you're saying is is that yeah, they're look, breeding I've these former fortunes well, first of all they're racing them into the ground when they're no longer bringing in the money they're sent on into fox hunting and other types of hunts that are ripping other wildlife apart so it's a vicious circuit it's constant it's never ending Okay, listen, on that note, I'm going to have to wrap it up. I've run out of time. Right. Uh, thank you very much to you, John, uh, June, Paul, and John Carmody. I really appreciate you coming on the air. Lovely, and lovely talking to you. I haven't talked to you in a while. Lovely talking to you.
All right, you can make up your own mind whether you believe horse racing will be with us for the foreseeable future, but according to John Carmody, this is the start of the end for horse racing and many events or sequences like this uh, will bring an end to an industry like that because people start thinking differently. And of course, we will await the conclusion of the investigation um, into trainer Gordon Elliott and that picture that appeared all over the paper today that has caused so much uh, consternation on social media. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.